0: Are Very excited uh, for this week's episode Of the SoCo show This is the co-host Cody Michael Coming at you from Bend, Oregon And from Cedar Rapids, Iowa It's the host, Seth Ott Hiya And uh, this is probably going to be Our most mature episode yet I would say <laughs> um, Because it is number
1: 69 69 <laughs> <laughs> nice. Nice. <laughs> nice 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 Nice
2: Nice, nice, nice. <laughs> that's awesome, bro.
0: <laughs> I thought you'd get a kick out. Oh
2: of it. my god! <laughs> it was going really well, and then, and then you finished it off with the that's awesome from bro. last week. <laughs> oh, you, did you make that into a sounder? That's awesome, bro.
0: Yes, I did. <laughs> oh my gosh oh that's
2: amazing
0: i got i got all these all these are sounders that i got here now so that's new um the nice one is new so we'll be working all those in um there's another one that i got oh yeah i'll keep that as a surprise basically i redid the soundboard this week so i was pretty excited to share that with you (laughs) i practiced like four times though the order in which i had to hit those buttons um so i'm pretty proud of myself
2: Oh, I thought that was all one put together thing, and then you just spliced them separately. But
0: no, it was a bunch of them. I I could have done that. That would have been smart.
2: <laughs> <laughs> oh Jesus Christ, that's awesome.
0: Oh my gosh. Well, um, it is of course episode sixty nine of the show, and we are excited to bring it to you. Uh, lots of fun stuff today. Not a lot in the way of news, so it'll be just a lot of nonsense, uh, which is fitting, I think, for this episode. Um. Yeah, we should probably uh, we,
2: to... we should probably say full, di- full disclosure that this is a different recording day and with all the travel and stuff for Thanksgiving, it's going to be a little weird. So, that's why we don't have a whole, whole lot of news.
0: Yeah, that's true. We record uh today as Monday the 19th, so we are uh, just a just a little bit away from watching the uh the Rams take it to the Chiefs tonight. Hopefully that is the case. Um, so we'll talk a little bit of football coming up, um, but mainly, yeah, not a lot of news just because it's been a a short week for us. Uh, also want to apologize for the late posting of episode 68, uh, was having some internet problems, uh, and the problem was that I didn't have the internet, (laughs) (laughs) Um, but now I finally have it. And so the uploads, uh, should be back on schedule. Um, we're actually recording before we're posting episode 68, which is kind of weird, but um that went up a couple days ago and hopefully this went up on time on black friday so uh yeah for your holiday traveling uh we hope that you are enjoying the soco show maybe in your car um and if not in your car then i i guess i don't know where you'd be listening to podcasts
2: maybe you're at a bar Could be. real far
0: it could be near or far yeah yeah uh maybe at night while you look at the stars
2: Hmm. if you're cutting yourself while you're listening you'll probably have a scar
0: that's true. We don't want that. Don't we? Don't we? Don't want to. We don't want to promote self harm on the, the Soko show. Um, that would that would not be very good. So, um, yeah, a lot of fun stuff. Let's jump into it. We're gonna start like we always do with some chic tweets. I call you a punk.
2: Um. So of course Thanksgiving weekend, uh, big weekend for movies usually, and I am very excited because tomorrow I get to see Creed. Um, which you still may get to hear review potentially so <laughs> we again magic of of recording will may record time travel tomorrow. time travel yeah exactly but another movie that comes out this weekend is uh a movie from Disney uh which is um a sequel to uh, a very surprising uh Disney movie uh that I enjoyed a few years ago um iron chic is also uh, has has a lot of anticipation. So he just simply says, excited. Hashtag Ralph Breaks the Internet.
0: <laughs> oh, my God. I got I, um I don't share the Sheik's optimism for that one. Do you?
2: I do, actually. Reviews have been really good so far. And, really? Uh, yeah, really good. Uh, uh, people are saying kind of not quite as good as the original, but a very enjoyable movie. Uh, a lot of fun little things in there uh it, it keeps the i think the thing that probably uh it needed to do and it sounds like it does is keep the relationship between Ralph and the the girl which the name is escaping me um Penelope Sarah Silverman yeah i can't remember the character's name though nope. um but yeah keeping that relationship um really central to the story it, that which it sounds like they do in this and that that's really the kind of the the key to i think making another another good one so i'm excited for it
0: well, maybe, um, I am, I'm I'm going to see it, uh, so maybe it'll be a pleasant surprise. I certainly hope so. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, as always, the, the, the Sheik has the lowdown, so uh, if he's excited, then I better get excited. <laughs> I call you a punk. Don't forget, folks, audibletrial.com slash SoCo. Hit the link in the description box. You're going to get your first 30 days of Audible and your first book for free. Free! very exciting stuff with the audible um yeah lots of stuff going on we haven't recommended anything i haven't picked up anything new um in a little bit so i got a few credits to spend so uh if you the listener out there have anything to recommend on audible uh hit us up on the tweets at underscore cody michael at Seth at or at soco show pod uh let us know what you're listening to what you've liked um and uh maybe we'll get some uh some recommendations going here on the show but
1: yeah
2: uh, I uh, I got really close to pulling the trigger because I had a a ten hour uh, total car time going to KC this weekend, and uh, I got really close to pulling the trigger on uh, the book Buseyisms, which is oh, gosh. Uh, <laughs> Gary Busey's <laughs> autobiography. I listened to like a, a five minute excerpt when I was pack, uh, packing to come to KC, and he was. Uh, he talks he, like he talks about this majestic time he went surfing with some guy named like Robert or something. But the way he describes it and reads it, because he reads it himself, too, was like really intriguing. But I was afraid I was going to fall asleep, too, on, on the car ride, so I didn't end up buying it.
0: Yeah, I don't blame you. Um, but Busey is maybe something to check out uh, for the listeners out there. Gary Busey, of course, huge friend of the show.
1: <laughs> yeah! A symphony of farting
0: trombones. <laughs> I always forget about that last heap. Uh, we got to get uh, the chic has been good lately. We got to find a way to get Busey back on here soon. That's true. That's true. Uh, for now, what we got to do is neither the Sheik or Gary Busey, we got to talk a little video game news. Video games. Wow. Whoa! One piece, wow! One piece of news coming out of video games this week, and I, I'm really interested to hear your thoughts on this one, Seth.
2: Yeah, the Sony announced this week. Uh, they actually announced on their fifth birthday, which was last, I think, last like Wednesday or Thursday. That uh, or the fifth birthday for the PlayStation Four is what I meant to say. Um, they announced that Sony will not be at E3, nor will they have their PlayStation Experience this year. So they're kind of going press conference press conferenceless. For a little bit, and they're also they they did say confirm that they're not going to do their set a separate press conference like Xbox does or Microsoft does. Um, they're just not having any sort of presence at uh, E three at all this year. So uh, interesting to to see where they're going. A lot of speculation is uh, they're um, working on the PS five and that they aren't quite ready to unveil anything yet, and they they've really kind of gone through a lot of their triple a games um other than i guess last of us part 2 which still doesn't have a release date which i'm kind of bummed about that maybe that'll be a ps5 game maybe they're going to wait a little bit i don't know but i'm i'm kind of sad obviously cuz i you know i really like the last few years of the sony's press conference but you know it's uh, e3 c- could be could be dying potentially
0: yeah this is i i don't like this scares me a little bit cuz i i am a big fan of the major press conferences i try to watch them all even when i don't have you know the console. Um, this is weird. I, I I don't know. I wonder. It, part of me wonders if they'll eventually come back to E3, even though they're they're kind of going away from it now. Um, who knows? But it'll be a bummer.
2: Yeah. Someone asked about it, and they uh, they they didn't they they neither confirmed nor denied about it. So.
0: Mm, okay. Well, that's probably a smart move on their part. Well, uh, we are of course excited that the PS5 is in the works. Um, but this is going to be interesting. To to your point, Seth, yeah, if they start pulling these big um, press conferences out of E3, uh, that is going to do a major harm to that conference. But I think, now, let me, I don't know if you have any clarity on this, but is there a chance we'll still see some of the games? Like, will Insomniac or Naughty Dog, will they be present at E3? It just, so it just won't be the major Sony conference, like, in years past?
2: Um, that I don't know. I, I would assume because those, those two... Uh, companies are pretty well associated with Sony that, and they don't have their own conference, kind of like a new, uh, Ubisoft or Activision, EA type does. That I doubt we'll see much of them, but you know they could show up at the Xbox conference potentially too.
0: That's true. That would be pretty sweet. Uh, yeah interesting things going on of course we'll keep our eyes and ears on the e3 stuff uh because you know such a fun time for all the gamer nerds so it kind of stinks that sony won't be there but we'll see i'm sure they got something something up their sleeve they they don't want to miss the hype train so i'm sure they'll have some sort of alternative before too long
2: someone though it made me laugh uh they after they announced this they uh someone drew up a fake e3 floor pan floor plan map and it was like a giant section of Fortnite. um <laughs> like two two tiny bathrooms, and then like a giant section that said, like nacho vendor <laughs> yeah, e three pretty
0: much that's pretty much the state of gaming <laughs> right now, um, unfortunately, uh, but um, you know, Xbox is always trying to push the independent games through, and Sony seems to be kind of the big tent pool, three or um what's the word I'm looking for, triple A games. Mm-hmm. Uh, so we'll we'll see kind of what goes on from here on out, but um, uh, certainly something we'll keep our eyes and ears on as far as E3 goes. Uh, that's going to do it for video games this week. Let's get into our one-word summaries.
1: There's only one word to describe you, and I'm going to
0: spell it out for you. One-word summaries, our weekly segment where Seth has scoured the internet for three wacky news stories. He's going to summarize those three stories with only one word apiece, And based on those summaries, I will choose what story we discuss. Uh, So this week, um, oh, and don't forget, folks, um, even though we're only going to discuss one of these stories, all of the links to the entire three stories are going to be available in the description box, um, as will be the timestamps, links to our sponsors, links to Jared's stuff, and um, all sorts of other stuff. So uh, make sure you're checking out the description box for the one-word summaries and more. Uh, and that being said, Seth, what do we got this week in one-word summaries?
2: Your words are sausage, DWI, and old.
0: <laughs> I th- I gotta go with sausage man.
2: <laughs> How, that that needs to be the title.
0: <laughs> it can it can be nice, aka I gotta go with sausage man.
2: <laughs> no, you, not even sausage. I think you said the sausage. Oh yeah. <laughs> All right. Uh DWI is a uh, New Jersey man blames DWI on the New York Jets.
0: <laughs> it, and that sounds about right, yeah.
2: It, and the 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 like subline to that is I drank too much because the Jets suck. <laughs> <laughs> All right. And then this one I mostly picked so for what was the third word? Uh I already forgot it. Old. It was old. Um, I picked this one because of uh, well, it's pretty clear when you hear the the title. Uh, Sixty-sixty-nine-year-old Dutch man attempts to legally or- lower his age to forty-nine. <laughs> I just picked that because
0: sixty-nine is, is in there. Perfectly, perfectly fitting, uh, perfectly fitting for that one. Nice, nice. <laughs> uh, also, that's a story I'm actually interested in hearing about. So I'm gonna have to go read that one in the description box later on.
2: I actually heard that story. Um, earlier this the last week on i don't know what i was listening to but yeah he said he basically says he feels uh like inside he feels 49 but he can't get dates because of his ages being age being 69 he can't get dates for the younger girls (laughs) all right uh here's the sausage and i'm glad you picked this one because it's actually my favorite story nice uh jimmy dean gifts include sausage scented wrapping paper (laughs)
0: Ew! <laughs> Wait.
2: Um,
0: hmm. And okay, keep going. What? What? Tell me more about this.
2: So, sausage maker Jimmy Dean is offering customers the chance to trade photos of their food for free gifts, including sausage-scented wrapping paper, an ugly Christmas sweater apron, a Jimmy Dean Christmas album on vinyl, and a glass Christmas tree ornament. So basically, they're they're uh, trading photos of their favorite dishes, basically with sausage, uh, for free gifts. There, there's a there's a three-step program cook one of Jimmy g- Jimmy Dean's featured s- sausage recipes submit a photo of your dish to jimmydeangiftexchange.com and then select which one of se- which one of the several g- free gifts you would like to receive
0: huh that's so pr- pretty it's cool. pretty simple
2: yeah it's pretty simple <laughs> um here's here's another good one though um, the company said one participant will also win a $10,000 diamond studded belt buckle inspired by Jimmy Dean's famous signature belt buckle. So you could win
0: $10,000. That's well, you got to sell the belt.
2: That's true. Um,
0: you could probably resell the belt for way more than 10 grand too. Jimmy Dean was a, such a stud and also a <laughs> weird guy. Like, very weird. They've gotten into such. It's funny that you forget. He was like, wasn't he like a country star or was he a, like an actor?
2: Um, he's a singer
0: okay yeah but i think
2: he was also an actor i think too i think he might have done both or it's there might like be two george different
0: ones. foreman like no one really knows like, <laughs> most people don't realize what he used to do they just know him for the thing he did after
2: right um which one would you choose though if you were to if you were to do this
0: um that apron sounded pretty cool
2: you wouldn't do the you wouldn't do the, the sausage wrapping paper
0: no well I, I would get that and i'd send it to my enemies that's why, because that sounds terrible <laughs>
2: No, you'd send it to me and I would enjoy it.
0: <laughs> Actually, yeah, that's probably exactly what I would do. I'd wrap up a dookie in it and send that to you.
2: A sausage dookie? I take one yeah. of those every Sunday morning.
0: Oh my god. We got to get out of this segment. This has been one word summaries. <laughs> It has been so far and a very exciting week 11 in the NFL. So let's talk about that in sports. Sports!
1: And boom goes the dynamite.
0: Let's start with Thursday night game, which uh, I picked correctly and you did not. Ha <laughs> ha, in your face. Um, Seattle beats the Packers in that one. Um, let me ask you a qu- real quick answer, Seth. Uh, Seattle is good or the Packers are bad? Packers are bad. Okay. I agree with you. Uh, Seattle moves to five and five. There's still four games behind the Rams. Um, probably not any chance in that division, but weirdly enough, they're right now um, in the wild card hunt uh, mm-hmm. right behind the Vikings. So 500 currently pretty, pretty, um, pretty close to getting you into the playoffs. So um, interesting stuff there. We had um, a big game last night. Uh, the Vikings fall to the bears. Uh, I sure will ask did. you the same, same question. Bears great or Vikings? Not as good as we thought.
2: Um, I think a little bit of both in that one. Um, I do think the Bears are actually a a pretty pretty damn good team. Um, Mitch Mitch Trubisky's playing lights out right now, and no one can stop their pass rush. They're, they have. I mean, just Khalil Mack by himself is pretty. He's, he's a huge difference maker, but they have um some some really really basically studs on on their line. The Hakeem Hicks. And then uh, Roquan Smith uh, have been devastating along that. I mean, it, and that's Klumac has missed a bunch of games this season too. So, and they were talking about it last night. Like he's missed, I think he's missed four games this season. But he's still like top three in, in sacks in oh in, in the league God. right now. I mean, he's he's just fucking ridiculous. Or at least he he must be. It's either sacks or like pressure on quarterbacks that he's top three in. So, I mean, he he's a, a freak and. uh that defense, I mean, they have they have some outstanding corners. They're leading the league in, um, and I think in interceptions total, they have the best turnover, turnover differential, and they've already, pl- I mean, they've played, they, they played some tough teams, uh, com- you know, prior to, um, the, their, their buy and everything like that. Um, they, they do have like the fifth easiest schedule remaining for the season. So I think they have the division locked up at this point. Um. And I know the Vikings have like a top five hardest schedule, and Packers don't have a, a great schedule either. So, um, yeah, we'll see what happens. But I, I do think the Bears. I think the Bears are, are pretty legitimate and could cause some trouble for some teams in the playoffs.
0: I'm going to go ahead and agree with you on this one. I think uh, it's going to be really interesting when they go to Minnesota in a few weeks. I think that's going to be another big game, um, kind of a revenge game for the Vikes. So Bears will have to bring it to that one. Um, I have circled on my calendar a, a a game between the Rams and the Bears. Uh, that honestly is worrying me uh, because it is in Chicago where it's going to be cold. And the type of game the Bears play, if they can get some home games in the playoffs, they could watch out. <laughs> they might actually be a threat because uh, that's a tough right. place to go in and play, and that's a team that's built for that environment. So um, interested to see what they do. Right now they're the three seed behind uh, the Saints and Rams, and they're right behind. They're two games, I think, behind the Rams. With, uh, they've got three losses. So um, watch out for the Bears this year. Yeah, the Vikings, I think... Um, have some stuff to figure out. Uh, I didn't get to watch last night's game, but I, I kind of kept attention to the game cast. So, um, we'll see, I, you know, I'm not putting them out of contention yet, but, uh, they're going to have a tough climb to, uh, get that division if they want it. But the, it seems to me like the, the wild card is kind of, you know, theirs to lose. Um, but we'll see, it could get competitive if Seattle keeps winning. So we shall see. Um, uh, around the NFL, uh, Saints win again in just a, they just, they're beating the fuck out of teams. I, I don't think it's, <laughs> and yesterday it was the Eagles um, who, you know, the Eagles have disappointed this season. Sure. But they're not a bad team. I don't think. And, right. um, and the Saints just made them look awful. And I, I think the Saints right now, they have to be the team to beat, especially in the NFC. Um, I don't know if anybody's going to be capable of going into New Orleans and winning. So uh, like the Rams and Bears are going to have to try their damnedest to get that top seed. Otherwise, I think uh, I think uh, the Saints have to be the front runner in the NFC when you agree.
2: Yeah, I, I do agree. I mean, I was hesitant to agree with that a few weeks ago, but um, I do agree now because I think where they're different from the, the Rams. I mean, they can score as many points as the Rams can, um, but then they also have a defense. Uh, whereas like the Rams haven't shown much of a defense this year. Uh, mm-hmm. The saints are beating the hell out of teams, but they're, and they're also limiting teams to uh, very little points. <laughs> so, and and if you actually look at their, um, I, I was for fantasy reasons, I was looking up uh, ranks for defenses and new Orleans has a top five, top five or 10 um, pass defense. And a, I think they're top five and run defense as well. So um, they're, I mean, they're, they're, Complete. I think they're the most complete team in the NFL right now. So they're going to be tough to beat, and like you said, at home, that's going to be a, a dangerous thing for teams to go into. to do. Rams couldn't do it a few weeks back, so we'll see what happens.
0: Yeah, that's a that's a scary team down there. Um, we had the, the Panthers, who have been keeping pace with the Saints. They lose to the Lions in a really ugly game and a bad mm-hmm. loss for them. Um, I think they're still probably going to be one of our wildcard teams just because of the way they're ahead. By enough right now, um, but we'll see. Hopefully, they get their shit figured out, and um, and and this doesn't start a slide. I don't think it will. Who else did we have? Oh, the Redskins. This is a big one. So the Redskins lose their game, and so they're uh, they're ahead by only I think a game in their division now uh yes they're up by six and four are the Redskins five and five are the Cowboys but the big story out of this game Seth was the gruesome leg injury Mm -hmm. to Alex Smith uh Colt McCoy came on in relief and damn near won the game uh, but the Redskins still lost and then Mark Sanchez was hired as the backup to Colt McCoy uh Smith is definitely out for the season
2: yeah Um, and potentially his career
0: Potentially, yeah. It was a gnarly injury. Was, uh, don't watch it. Uh, we're not going to link to it because it's disgusting. But um, let me ask you this: With Smith out, what do you think of the NFC East? It seems kind of jumbled up right now.
2: It's a little jumbled up, but i I think I think the Cowboys are starting to figure it out. Um, they they've been playing some really good defense lately. Um, I mean, they they held Atlanta, who has been. I mean, no matter what their problems have been, their offense has been still pretty awesome this year. They held Atlanta to very little points. Uh, they're, they're figuring out their offense. I think Amari Cooper really helped them out because now they're a little bit more, a little bit more balanced, but they're also, the teams are, are not completely dismissing the pass, mm-hmm. uh, which is giving Ezekiel Elliott some room and he, he's he been on fire lately too. So uh, the offen- offensive line's getting a little bit more healthy and, and kind of in sync. So uh Dallas could be a sneaky team to win that division, especially now with with Washington uh losing <laughs> Alex Smith. And um I, you know, I, I do think Colt McCoy can be a serviceable serviceable guy right now for them. Um, you know, he's he's shown flashes in the past and he's he's always been really solid. He's never been, you know, a game winner or anything like that, but um the way that Washington's offense has been this year, Alex Smith has been nothing more than a game manager at this point. So mm-hmm. I, I think that Colt McCoy can do similar things. So uh I don't think they're completely out of it just yet, but I think Dallas has been coming on strong lately where I think they they might I think they might might uh sneakily win that division.
0: Yeah, I'm going to agree with you here. I I like the boys right now, which I very rarely try to say um <laughs> <laughs> mainly because of how it sounds, but um <laughs> they you know i did that completely by accident i was just talking about not liking the cowboys um (laughs) back-to-back wins they beat the eagles and then the falcons uh they are going to play against the redskins this thursday i think that game's going to tell us a lot one of our thanksgiving games we'll come back to um in a little bit so i think though that uh this week 11 the the big huge story and every commercial you fucking saw this weekend was about the chiefs and rams and uh because we're off schedule this week and, and recording on Monday, that game hasn't happened yet. So uh let me ask you this, Seth, who you got tonight?
2: Oh, that's such a tough one. I think I'd have to give Ooh, that's so hard though. I was thinking I might give the edge to the to the to the Rams 'cause just 'cause they have a more solid defense, I think, but they also lost Cup last week for the season. So mm-hmm. that that hurts him a lot, I think, because he's I mean, he was a big part of that offense. So um, you know, maybe a guy like Josh Reynolds can step step up, a guy they liked last year when they drafted him in the second round. But I don't know if he can. So uh, there's a just maybe that question mark can you know hurt him a little bit. They're they're very evenly matched. Uh, I, I do think though that that the Chiefs now, you know, w- w- if you look at their overall roster construction, I think they have just a few more pieces on offense than the Rams do at, at this point. So I might I, I think I might go with the Chiefs.
0: Okay, sure. Fair. Uh I don't disagree with anything you're saying, but you're you're still wrong. Um, Ra- Rams are going to th- win this one in a statement game by two touchdowns. Uh I'm confident in that. And that game is going to start uh in not too long, so we'll find out pretty quick.
2: Oh Jesus. Um real quick circling back to the Alex Smith thing. One thing I thought that was really really weird. The his injury was com- almost like exactly similar to joe theisman uh he, he was a uh, quarterback for the for the redskins um it was like exactly to the day a certain amount of years ago um actually let me pull up a tweet real fast
0: that's right 33 years ago
2: 33, 33 years, ago,
0: years ago to the day that lawrence taylor broke uh joe theisman's leg isn't that weird
2: and it was like it, it, they even did more digging on the stats it was like um he was averaging the same amount of yards per carry that game um he, they did it in the same score, same quarter. Um, Say, I think they had the same Whoa. record. It was like it was just like all of these really, really weird similarities.
0: Well, Ann Theismann was at the game.
2: Yeah, that too. Yep,
0: that is eerie. I don't like it.
2: Yeah, it's really weird. And oh, here we go. Actually, I got it. I got it right. Pulled up. This is even weirder too. So, same date, November eighteenth. Same score, twenty three twenty one. Same yards and attempt five. S- injured leg, right injuries broken tibia and fibula injured on the third sack of the game and romeo Cornell was on the sideline for both games
0: whoa (laughs) don't let romeo Cornell anywhere near your mother (laughs) that is yeah i don't like that that's kind of like all the jfk and abe lincoln stuff yeah you ever hear about all that
2: yeah i've heard some of that
0: yeah it's creepy i don't like it um alex smith was was targeted by the illuminati for some reason um, but we hope that he will be able to overcome that and, and hopefully get back and play if he wants to. Um, I've always liked him as a quarterback and, and he's been on some good teams. So hopefully this isn't the end of his career, but I wouldn't be surprised if it is the way that, I
2: yeah, looked. the way, the way it seems. And from everything I've read about it, it's more than likely, I mean, he's 30, 34, you know, it, it, and that injury from what I understand is, is like, because of, cause he did a spiral fracture, which is like the worst fracture you can do to your leg mm. he, had, he had to have emergency surgery in order to make sure he can keep his leg so he it's a spiral fracture I, from what i understand it takes like 12 to 18 months just that itself to recover from um that puts him at 35 36 by the time he would be able to come back um i i, I don't see him playing again
0: yeah that does sound pretty pretty um not very likely, so I I don't know. We'll see, um, but the Redskins, uh, like we said, game, game ahead in the East. Uh, chance for Colt McCoy to come in and show his stuff. Uh, his first chance to do that as a starter is going to be on Thanksgiving this week. Um, of course, the Thanksgiving games all happened yesterday, so uh, those games have already happened, but we don't know how they ended. So for the first time this year, we're going to pick multiple Thursday night games. We have three NFL games on Thanksgiving, and... Uh, they are the Bears at the Lions. That's your morning game. Uh, then in the afternoon, it's Redskins at Cowboys. And then that night is Falcons at Saints. Um, and so let's start in the morning. Uh, Bears-Lions. This is in Detroit. and you know, It's got to be the Bears, right? I, Bears, I yeah. Don't, yeah, it's, I, we're, we're both honestly, on the Bears here.
2: I think if you listen to, I mean, if, looking at all these matchups, I honestly think it's, it's pretty clear for all of them, <laughs> to be honest. <laughs>
0: <laughs> so you must like the Cowboys in the afternoon.
2: I like the Cowboys at home in the afternoon, and I like uh, the Saints uh, for the night game.
0: Yeah, I'll give you the Saints at night. Um, we'll agree on that one. I'm gonna I'm gonna go kind of contrarian for the afternoon game. Uh, give me the Redskins going in and beating the Cowboys behind a, a 350 yard performance by Colt McCoy. I, I like them this week. <laughs>
2: I and mean, you're bold with your choices tonight.
0: <laughs> hey, here's the thing. When I'm right, it's going to be awesome. And when I'm wrong, no one's going to remember what I said. <laughs> um, <laughs> so those are the three uh, games. They happened yesterday, but we picked them today. So uh, one of us is already wrong, at least on the Redskins and Cowboys. So we shall see a big week uh, 12 coming up in the NFL. With that, let's turn to our Mambo number five. Ladies and gentlemen, this is Mambo number five very excited for this one Uh, last week we talked about a shitload of trailers and so uh, the idea for this week is to mambo number five our top five trailers Uh, now I don't watch a lot of trailers anymore but I used to be obsessed with them which is why I had to stop (laughs) and so uh, I'm excited to hear what you've got in this because for me a lot of my favorite movies are in here Um, but I don't really know what your taste is in trailers so uh, this is going to be interesting and I think uh, I think you get to go first this week
2: number five the, this one i think will probably be on your list um i know this is one we were both excited about and this honestly this trailer uh is one that is really the only reason i got excited for this movie and probably a big reason why i enjoyed this movie because i'm not a, not a huge fan of the franchise i mean i enjoy it but um I, the trailer really got me pumped I, I don't know what it was about the trailer but it's uh star wars force awakens yep uh that that trailer would this be a punt on your list
0: Uh, Yeah, yeah. We let's kick this one forward because this one is going to make my list. Uh, So we'll circle back to we'll circle back because I have it a little higher than you do. Okay. My number five, I'm almost certain is not on your list uh, because I know you are a big uh, opponent of this movie, Um, and I don't like the movie as much as a lot of people do. But I love the trailer for Logan when they came out with this. They have the uh, you'll find in my list. Oh yeah, I remember. I'm a huge sucker for the music in these trailers the way they are now. Um, they sh- listened or they played, uh, Johnny Cash's hurt in mm-hmm. this one. And you see a lot of just kind of dour scenes with Logan kind of moving around and you don't get a lot of plot detail or anything, but just the, the mood of it, they set up as this sad, sad Western. And I was absolutely in, uh, that's a movie I want to kind of check out again. Cause I hear so many good things and, and I, I, it didn't super land with me, but something I want to check out again, but the strength of that trailer had me in, I, I was ready for it for sure.
2: Number four. See, This is one of the two more recent trailers I have on my my list, but uh, this one I watched a bunch of times in the theater uh, recently, um, this year, and gave me goosebumps every time, um, mostly just for the the end song, um, but also the sweet action throughout, which is uh, Avengers Infinity War. Mm -hmm. Uh, A lot of great Marvel trailers. Um, This one, though... Like, the, it was a very, like, heavy, um, there are a lot of really cool music, but a lot of heavy, like, the, the especially the end was very heavy, and, like, the, the Avengers song, they did, like, a slower version of it, and it was, like, every time was, like, goosebumps, and I was, like, I cannot wait for this movie. So, um, yeah, Avengers Infinity War.
0: I had that one as an honorable mention, um, and, man, so I didn't watch that trailer. I didn't watch it until after we saw the movie, but mm-hmm. when I went back to it, I was, like, okay, I'm going back to see this movie again, because... <laughs> When they they hit you with like the dun, 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 and they show like um, him and Captain America at the end and mm-hmm. then they hard cut to the bah, bah, and I was like, oh, fuck, yeah, I was ready to run <laughs> through a wall. I'm glad you oh, had this yeah. on the list. <laughs> My number four, uh, funny enough, is for a total fart box movie. Um, this movie did not live up to the trailer at all. And I'm, I'm sure Seth, you got your wheels turning. You might know what I'm talking about here. Um, it is the the dog turd of the DCEU Suicide Squad.
1: Oh, yeah, and
0: that's a good trailer. It's a great trailer. They, they kicked it up with all the music. I think they had like Bohemian Rhapsody in there and all sorts of like gun clicks and shots, um, kind of like a baby driver in the trailer. And you're like, OK, here's going to be just a wacky, fun, crazy action, you know, silly type movie. And then the movie just stunk. Uh, but the trailer was amazing. I was super psyched. We went to this on night one. Um, pro- mostly on the strength of the trailer and you know we were disappointed like most but, but the trailer holds up.
2: Oh yeah I agree. Number three uh, My number three is um, this movie is about eight years old now or so. Um, probably one of the first trailers that actually like was like okay I gotta go see this movie and it, 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 it this is at a time when I was um, really starting to get more and more into movies but uh, the trailer is for Inception Oh that one? is
0: a great one
2: yeah. Um, change, change the game. Oh yeah, definitely did. Um the the I wrote, I just went went back and rewatched it 'cause I, I like I thought of that I thought of it and put it on my list. I'm like, but I, I want to go back and watch it just to make sure it still holds and it, it definitely does. Like mostly this one is because of like the shots and stuff. A lot of like the um the really the the, the most the one that sticks out for me in in my mind the most is when uh it's Leo and, and Ellen Page uh sitting mm-hmm. at the sitting at the, the table. And you see like the everything moving around them, you know, like everything goes in slow mo. And then they show like the buildings moving, you know, you know, like kind of how like the skyline moves towards them and it's buildings like, you know, coming at them from the top type thing. Um, Just a lot of like that cool, those cool shots. And I'm like, this is fucking nuts. I got to go see this movie. Um, And every time I saw it, I just got more and more excited for it. So, you know, at that point, I mean, that was my first, um, well, no, it wasn't my first, my first exposure to Chris Nolan was, was Dark Knight. Um, which that, that trailer, that original Dark Knight trailer, I don't really remember it very well. So I can't, I didn't, that's why it's not on my list, but, um, Inception, I, just remember, I remember the
0: Batman Begins trailer where they had uh, Nickelback.
2: See, I only, I saw that after, so I, I barely remember that. Yeah. <laughs> um, but, uh, no, th- this, uh, this Inception trailer though, I, I still remember, uh, because of the cool shots and everything and, and, uh, yeah, got me into the, to, into the Nolan, the Nolan, uh, Nolan verse.
0: Well, and you had the uh, the epic Hans Zimmer horns that were used mm-hmm. in every movie after that. So, <laughs> right. total, total icon of a trailer. Oh, yeah. My number three uh, was probably at the time, like, the second or third most hyped I've ever been for a movie, which is funny to say now because it's Power Rangers. Mm-hmm. <laughs> And they had a trailer. So both trailers for this were amazing. One of them had a Halsey cover of I Walk the Line by Johnny Cash. That is incredible. And mm-hmm. then the other one, the one I'm more referring to, has Kanye West's power as <laughs> yeah. part of the trailer. And you get to see he 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 does like a it's morph in time. And you get to see like hard cut or like really quick cuts of them doing shit. And then you get a slow-mo spacewalk of the five Rangers coming up the hallway to Kanye West's power. And oh my God, I would have punched my mother if you asked me to <laughs> after watching that trailer because I'm, I'm just shaking in my seat just thinking about it now. That one was fucking hype. <laughs> yeah,
2: that was a good one. Number two. um, My number two is gross. Um,
0: <laughs> oh, wait, 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 wait,
2: wait. Oh, that's nasty. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I've been waiting for that one.
2: <laughs> that's a good one. My uh, number two is is the another uh, the other recent one. Um, this movie just came out actually a few months ago. But every single time I see this trailer, um, and, and this is like not there's this that's not even an exaggeration. Every time I see this trailer, I get goosebumps. And I've even seen the move seen the trailer after I saw the movie, and it gave me goosebumps. <laughs> and it's it's uh, Star is Born. Yep,
0: yeah, I knew you have. This is the only one I knew you would have on the list.
2: I love that trailer so much, um, and. Luckily, the movie I enjoyed a lot, so it didn't ruin my enjoyment of the the, tra- the trailer. But um, I saw the trailer like six, eight months ago, and even then I was like, I have to see this movie. And then I would just see it over, and over. I've probably seen this trailer ten times uh, in the last, you know, how many months now. But, um, again, every time, goosebumps and the music, and it starts, and I can act- I can see the whole entire trailer in my head like when I think about it. <laughs> so, um, yeah, I... I uh, I love that trailer a lot.
0: That was a great one. I I specifically like in that trailer they they cut to that slow mo of them walking off the bus and it's like an mm-hmm. off center shot. I love that. Just one of my favorite shots of the whole movie, and it, I just really enjoyed that one. And of course, you have Lady Gaga singing, which is probably the reason you're talking about chills. But mm-hmm. um, yeah, that is a that is a really good one. I figured you'd have it on.
2: Even the beginning where he does the maybe it's time we let the hope oh, that yeah. song. Yeah,
0: I really like that song.
2: Yeah. So no, I, yeah, I love that trailer a lot.
0: My, we're on number two here. Um, I had a hard time with my number two and one, um, and so I'm gonna go ahead and put number two as the one you listed before. This is gonna be Star Wars: The Force Awakens. Okay. Um, this is holy shit, a good trailer. It had it had everything you could have wanted in Star Wars. You get the 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 villain voice uh, that we end up learning is I think Snoke. Um, you get the, the cool reveal of the the millennium Falcon showing up with the, the horns from the original score. Uh, you get to take a look at, at Ray and Finn and you get Kylo Ren firing up his lightsaber in the snow, which is one of my favorite (laughs) shots. Um, I, yeah, this was, this was, this is probably the number one most hyped I've ever been for any movie ever. Uh And, uh, the trailer was a big part of that. So I, I, I was psyched that you had it on your list. I thought you might have it as an honorable mention, but for me, it's number two.
2: No, I mean, it's part of probably why I enjoyed the movie so much, to be honest, is is the trailer is so damn good. Um, and then you doing the, the, you had the fucking Kylo Ren right lightsaber and you would do that snow thing all the goddamn time.
0: I, I do it. I still do it. And I probably do it more often now that I live alone.
2: <laughs> oh, Jesus. Number one. Uh, number one for me. So you talked about the most hyped I've ever been for a movie. And I think... This movie is it. Now it didn't quite live up to what I wanted out of it. I was kind of underwhelmed by the movie. But the trailer every time I saw it just made me more and more and more and more pumped to the point where I just like wanted to hit someone. Uh and that trailer is The Dark Knight Rises. Yep. Um the the chanting, the basso that oh yep. every every time I would get so fucking hyped for that movie. And it has like the you know, all that stuff in it, the Batman song. Um the Hans Zimmer one, um, it, that trailer was just badass and like, got you really excited for the, for the final, you know, the, the finale of the, the trilogy. And, um, I remember it actually came out, uh, that, so that came out a few weeks after, uh, maybe even a month or so after Avengers. And so I remember seeing the trailer before I saw Avengers for the first time. And I was like, you know, Avengers I'm excited for, I'm excited to see this movie, but I'm way more pumped to see uh, Dark Knight <laughs> Dark Knight Rises. Um and then I actually ended up seeing Avengers a few more times after that cuz I loved Avengers so much and then when I saw saw Dark Knight Rises I was like I liked Avengers way more. So <laughs> <laughs> um but that trailer was great and uh still like you know I can still remember again that one pretty much and that that's been what it came out in 2012 so it's been 6 years I can still remember that trailer pretty much beat for beat too. So um yeah. Love that! Love that trailer.
0: They set up Bane so well, and I loved him. I thought he did. I thought he was great. A lot of people don't. A lot of people are disappointed by him. But they they do a really good job of setting him up in that uh, in that trailer. Do you remember? Did you ever get to see the sneak peek that they showed before some movies? Before that came out, where they showed the entire opening scene with the planes.
2: I think I just saw it online. I don't think I saw it in the theater.
0: That scene specifically sets up Bane as the most badass ever. Uh, so, yeah, and they do so in the trailer as well. So I, I was I was with you right there on the hype. Mm-hmm. My number one is going to come as no surprise as anybody. And I'm also going to cheat on this one. Um, the best trailers of all time are any of the Mission Impossible trailers.
2: <laughs> Jesus Christ.
0: <laughs> um, specifically the last two, uh, the ones for Fallout and for Rogue Nation, I think are so amazing, especially the one for Fallout. <laughs> when you have the guy. In fact, if I have to pick one, it's going to be Fallout. Um, because you have the voiceover of the villain, you know, doing the whole, uh, it's the fallout, Ethan, of all your good intentions. And then, you know, ramp up to psycho crazy fucking action shots with the damp damn, damn, damp, And then the close of him in a shot that isn't in the movie, <laughs> flying a helicopter head on into <laughs> a truck. Like, you're not, you're not not able to do a backflip after you hear that or watch that trailer. It's fucking sweet. And I didn't even see it till after the movie, but I was like, yep, I'm going again.
2: I just liked the, in that trailer, the, you
0: can't fight the friction! Yeah. <laughs> oh, and, and you have Henry Cavill fucking ch, ch- with his oh, arms. Oh, yeah. That was oh, pretty that was, awesome. That's such a great trailer. Yeah, that's easily number one for me. You got any honorable mentions? I do not. I've got a number of them, actually. Um, another DCEU disappointment. I love the Justice League trailer. Um, they yeah, that's have a fun the, one. they have the Beatles song on there, and then also, um, icky thump by uh the black uh sorry the white stripes i thought that was an awesome trailer um i don't know which one but in the harry potter series one of the trailers ends with him um with harry going expecto patronum and then it like flashes and then the the title comes out i think that's uh, prisoner of azkaban i would have guessed that one but i wasn't sure if it was one of the end one but that one was like that's talk about your your chills last shot um that one was pretty epic. And actually the one for the final one where you, you see him and him and Voldemort throw themselves off the bridge. Um, a couple good ones in the Harry Potter franchise. Baby Driver, I thought was an awesome Ooh, trailer.
2: That's a good one.
0: We were stoked for that one. Uh, Black Panther is another awesome Marvel one. Uh, kind of similar to to Avengers, which I also had as an honorable mention, but made your list um Scott pilgrim versus the world another one where you know i can't not include it on a list if it's possible uh, it, it makes you it makes you think about how terrible trailers used to be like in a world mm-hmm. <laughs> how, how far we've gotten away from that by now uh it's, it's pretty funny to think about
1: mm-hmm.
0: this was a fun one i could do a mambo number 20 um on trailers just because i love them but uh but we only get five we only get five ladies and gentlemen this is mambo number five Okay, so before we move on to TV, uh, actually, through the magic of time travel um, for mm. Seth and I, it is actually the next day. <laughs> so, uh, <laughs> even though the, the uh, podcast hasn't changed for you, the listener, uh, we now have watched possibly one of the best football games ever played. And Seth has now watched Creed, too. So, oh. a lot has happened in the last 24 hours. And we'll spend a little bit of time on both things. Uh, Seth, is qu- of course, is going to give his review of Creed in the movie section. But uh, what did you think of the game last night?
2: Uh, it was, I mean, it was pretty awesome. It was definitely fun, fun to watch. Uh, first time any team or both teams have scored 50 points in a game, which is pretty awesome. Um, came down to the, you know, last, last, last drive, essentially, uh, with KC. So, no, definitely, definitely fun to watch throughout. A whole bunch of fantasy points scored.
1: Yeah, no shit. <laughs>
2: Um other than Todd Gurley which I thought was weird. He didn't have a great night, but he didn't really have the opportunity to because they couldn't run it <laughs> no one could run it really. So
0: Yeah, yeah so no, it, um, was, it was, Gurley, uh, they didn't say until awesome. after the game but Gur- Gurley was actually injured. He uh really? twisted Yeah, he twisted his ankle early in the game and then um they didn't want to, you know, send him out or anything. So they kept putting him out there as like a decoy.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Um but uh they didn't use him very much for that reason. Sounds like it's something minor. He'll be fine. But uh yeah, I found that out earlier today. Huh. So pretty wild. I can tell you from a, the Rams fan point of view that it was exhausting. I mean, it was fun and everything, but I was just gassed by the end of it. I felt like I had played, um, <laughs> which I can only imagine how those guys feel. Um, incredibly <laughs> impressed with the quarterback play on both sides, uh, especially excited about Goff and how how well he did. But man, that was incredibly fun to watch. And that's, I think, what the NFL is supposed to be now, is, is games like that. So um if they're all going to be that good and that close and that high scoring then I'm here for it for sure
2: yeah I saw an article someone saying essentially like the here welcome to the new NFL this is kind of what we're going to see as a trend uh over the next you know teams just loading up on offense and not really caring about defense um over the next few years and and that's kind of how the rules are going and also um where where Goodell wants it because that's you know ratings I, I, I can't wait to see what the ratings were for this game so um yeah, I think I think we're going to be seeing a lot more offensive football in the next you know two, three, four, five years.
0: Yeah, it was uh, it was interesting, and I think I I would I would challenge the notion, and a lot of people are throwing it around today that that defense doesn't matter anymore, and it does because you saw huge swings in in momentum in this game due to defensive plays, and mm-hmm. it was the defense that closed it out for the Rams. So it's like, yeah, they gave up a lot of points, but there are still opportunities for for defenses to make an impact, and so. Um, it'll be different. You know, a great defensive game doesn't mean you only give up three points anymore. I mean, that is great. But, like, you can still have a good game and give up points now. It's kind of like basketball, you know, where it, you you know you can have good defense and give up 110 in basketball. So I think it's just mm-hmm. going to start looking more like that. Um, I don't think defense is dead. I think that without some of the stars on both sides of this defense, it could have been 80 to 80. So <laughs>
1: um,
0: I don't know. But uh, I'm sure we'll eventually get there anyway.
2: Yeah, I mean, I could see defense even becoming more uh instead of having, you know, your big strong guys that, you know, sh- shut people down in, in terms of yards and, and things like that. Uh more of kind of what we saw last night with Donald making plays and uh Marcus Peter making Marcus Peters making plays and um it's more of a playmaker, your your athletic instead of like your powerful guy that, you know, is in the middle of the field. It's more of your athletic all over the field type guys like, you know, Aaron Donald or Harrison Smith or you know, some of those type of guys.
0: Yeah, and I think you'll see more guys like like Donald especially um and like your Khalil Mack in Chicago another
1: that's an, kind of another player, of the
0: player of the league, a guy that can hit a home run. I don't you don't need a guy that's going to make every tackle, but you need a guy that can strip the ball or pick it off. Mm-hmm. I think that yeah. is that is where defense is going to try to go.
2: And that that was big with Don, I mean with Donald last night cuz he you know came up with two huge plays and then you have those picks by Peters, but you know, and that that stuff like that doesn't happen every single game, you know, but uh, someone like Donald who gets paid the, the big money, uh, to make the big plays on the big games when it matters. Um, you know, that, that's kind of what I, you know, see his defense. Same thing with Cleo Mack. Um, you know, he's not sacking everybody every game, but he's out there making a difference and it's cause he's a big player, big, you know, big time player. But in those big games, you know, he comes up with the big sacks or force fumbles or whatever it might be. So, um, yeah, definitely. That's more, more of a, a high flying uh, athletic defense than, than your brutes.
0: Yep, exactly. Um, I love both of these teams. I think they'll at least go deep uh, in the playoffs. Whether or not this is the Super Bowl, I don't know. A lot of things need to go right for that to happen, especially in the postseason. A lot of good teams in both uh, conferences, including the Saints, I think would have something to say about that. So, um, yeah, great game. Uh, Saints-Chiefs
2: would be pretty awesome.
0: It would be exciting. I think um, we don't want to spend a ton of time on it because every news outlet, even besides sports, is covering it today. So uh, I'm sure that uh, you, the listener by Friday, have heard – Plenty about this game, uh, especially if your name is Dan. I just want to give you a shout out. Uh, Really, really glad that we were both able to enjoy that game. I was texting with Dan uh, over the course of the game, and um, uh, I guess uh, suck it, Dan. (laughs) (laughs) All right, let's get to the show prop, but let's get back to the show proper, and we're going to move on to TV news. That's what she said. TV. TV, of course, brought to you by Mike's Wood. It's the Etsy.com slash shop slash corn and wed.
2: Oh, Mike Wood.
0: <laughs> I left that in an awkward spot, but uh, thanks for the help. Uh, if you want to get your <laughs> wood worked, you want to get your wood worked, make sure you're, you're getting it worked by Mike. Wood. Uh, let's turn to some news here. And uh, very excited about this first piece of news. Uh, we found out that one of our favorite shows, uh, we reviewed it last week in episode 68, Big Mouth has been renewed for a season three by Netflix. Uh, I am personally very excited about this. I think that this is a show that could go several seasons. Um, Mm -hmm. As long as people continue to be entertained by the kind of shtick of it all, there's a lot to be covered for these characters in this time of their lives. So I am very excited to see a season three. Uh, I would assume that you are in agreement on that.
2: That's awesome, Bubba.
0: (laughs) That wasn't even the sounder. This is the sounder.
2: That's awesome, Boat. There we go. (laughs) That's awesome, Boat.
0: It's pretty good. Um, Yeah, uh, Big Mouth Season 3, very excited. We don't have a release date or anything like that yet, uh, to my knowledge, so we will keep an eye out for that, uh, but very excited. If you haven't seen Big Mouth, guys, and you're listening to the show, make sure you get out there and watch Seasons 1 and 2 are on Netflix now.
2: Yeah, I was thinking about that, too, and I I watched the reveal video or whatever when they announced it, and I was like, the, the, I thought about it like the show could go on forever because it is just their voices, you know, <laughs> and like, yeah, they and the kids really, don't grow up and they haven't really like dictated a timeline of like I, they might have said what the grade they're in. Maybe. I don't know. Um, and they've kind of gone with ages a little bit. But, you know, that because the time of an animated show is, is you know, not relative at all, they can go on for forever.
0: Yeah, it'll be interesting to see how long it keeps being, you know, like I said, the shtick of it all. Uh, how long that continues to entertain, we, we'll see. But uh, the subject matter, there's plenty of it. Kind of like um, how I've heard heard you describe BoJack Horseman. It's like, it, as long as the the guy with a horse head continues to to be okay with people, um, there's a lot of shit they can cover. Mm-hmm. So let's turn to another show that we were big fans of um, in 2018. It's the Bill Hader led show uh, Barry. And we've known for a while that we can expect season two, uh, but Seth, it's not sounding like it's going to come soon. Uh, we're going to have to wait a little bit.
1: Yeah,
2: I delayed it to 2020. Um, the creator of Barry, I think he, he's, he's also, or not creator, but a showrunner of Barry is, is also a showrunner on another HBO show. And I think it might be Silicon Valley. Not a hundred percent sure on that. Um, but because of what he's having to film right now, um, they're they unfortunately had to push barry back to, to 2020 so um no no uh no barry in 2019 i, I mean obviously I, c- I can wait for it i enjoyed that show but i also have a lot of other tv shows to watch so
0: <laughs> yeah that'll save some time for you this spring
2: very true but no i'm excited for the show but uh you know it kind of sucks to just see so you have to wait but uh no as long as they're, they're making a good good product i'm, I'm okay with waiting
0: yeah, that's what I was going to say. As long as, And Barry is one of those shows that, yeah, it is it is kind of billed as a comedy or whatever, but I think that it's a little bit more of a prestige show than people realize. And for those kind of shows, we're okay with waiting extra time. That We've seen this happen with Mr. Robot, Westworld, Game of Thrones right now. We're on an extra long wait. So I, I don't think that it's going to dissuade fans of the show in any way. It doesn't seem to have done for those other shows. Uh, Veep is another example. We've had to wait a couple years on this last season of Veep coming up, so um mm-hmm. Barry in 2020 I will remain excited until then and hopefully it means that they get an ever even better show out of it very interested to hear uh Seth your your thoughts on on what I see is this next topic um another <laughs> uh just I, I, I'm not even I'm gonna let you read the, the the line of this because it's got so many different shit in it that I it's hard for me to kind of put in one thing so why don't you tell us what this last piece of news is
2: Okay so yeah it, Will Forte uh, you know of course uh, he he was the the star of uh The Last Man on Earth which was one of my favorite shows I got canceled on Fox so he's looking for work and uh he has signed on with Sci-Fi to do a um a weekend update a 30 minute weekend update style show it's animated and uh it's it's aliens doing the weekend update about humans so, like, making fun of of news on Earth about humans a- as aliens. And it's Will Forte and Heidi Gardner, who is actually on SNL. Uh, she's kind of like the girl that plays, like, kind of plays, like, the dumb girl a lot. She's, ha, doing, like, that type of shit.
0: <laughs> I love Blonde her on girl. SNL.
2: She, she's funny, yeah, I like her a lot. But uh, she always plays kind of like the dumb girlfriend in the sketches and stuff like that, so... Um yeah, I, I'm very intrigued by this. I think it could be really funny. Um, especially with with those two and, and kind of the premise of it is is really funny as almost just like uh I mean there's definitely gonna be a lot of political stuff and Trump stuff, I bet, but uh, it's just gonna be funny how they judge <laughs> judge everyone. I think it'll be pretty good.
0: It sounds like and I didn't know the bit about the aliens and it being animated, but that sounds wacky as shit. Uh <laughs> definitely leaves the door open for a lot of satire and a lot of kind of witty Uh, you know, wordplay. Uh, I like both of these people. I think this could be interesting, especially with some of the different uh, creative freedoms they'll have since it's animation. Sci-fi is weird to me. This will be the Mm -hmm. only reason I ever flip to sci-fi or go to sci-fi's YouTube channel, probably more likely. Do we know, (laughs) is this going to affect, is Heidi Gardner going to stay on SNL too, or how does that work?
2: I don't think there's any word, but I'm assuming she will just because animated shows are a little easier for her to do. She can just hop into a booth and say stuff. So, um, yeah, I don't think it'll affect that at all.
0: I hope not, because I really dig her on SNL. Her "every boxing wife ever" character just fucking slays me every time. Mm-hmm. Do you know which one I'm talking about? I think so. Yeah, it's it's basically she says the same three things that every every boxer wife's like. You said it was gonna be the last time, and like I'm here feeding, and you're out there killing yourself, and like she just keeps repeating all the cliches that a boxer's wife would say, and it's it's pretty <laughs> funny. She does a good job. Um, so yeah, this will be interesting. Uh, any idea when this is coming out? Did you say?
2: Um, there, yeah, I didn't didn't uh, hear anything specifically.
0: Okay, well, we'll keep our eyes out. Uh, it'll be the only reason I'm looking at the Sci-Fi Network, but uh, certainly something that I'm interested in checking out when that does drop. All right, that's going to do it for TV news this week. Uh, nothing in the corner. Seth wasn't able to watch any TV. That lazy son of a bitch. So <laughs> <laughs> we're going to move into a bunch of
2: movies instead.
0: Yeah, yeah, we'll make up for it in the movie section. Uh, let's move on to a new segment. This is High Cotheticals.
2: All right, Hy- hypotheticals Of course, we had last week um, about uh, about the zombie teeth or no teeth, uh, where Cody had to choose a, uh, I gave Cody a scenario; Cody had to choose which one he'd do. Uh, so, of course, we'll pick it up this week with the same uh, same structure. Um, so, last week Cody mentioned uh, Tom Cruise flying a jet, and we all know how much Cody loves Tom Cruise, Damn and scared. it got me thinking. It got me thinking because Tom Tom Cruise flying a jet was uh, for Top Gun 2, and I know you're very excited about that. Am I right?
0: Uh, yeah, yeah, definitely. Uh, I would, I think, okay. yeah, we can agree on that. Mm-hmm, yep, mm-hmm, yeah, 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 totally. Okay. Yep.
2: <laughs> <laughs> so, um, got me thinking about Top Gun and then also Mission Impossible, and so my hypothetical this week is not uh nothing nothing perverted or gross. Uh, this one this one could be a real a real thinker. Um is it um that your your two options are one a the a really awesome top gun 2. You get only one of those or three mediocre mission impossibles. Which would you rather have?
0: Oh fuck. That's actually difficult. Um, <laughs> obviously, you know, that I care more in general about mission impossible. So to think that they would be mediocre about them is very tough. Um, top gun. I, I enjoy top gun, but.
2: Hmm. And, and out of those, t- I mean, cause if you think about it, so, and here's another, maybe layer, I mean, top gun two is happening no matter what, we don't know what's going on the mission impossible. I, did they announce another mission impossible?
0: Yeah, there is. Uh, there's at least one more in the works and McQuarrie is going to be back. So very exciting.
2: Okay. Okay, so we know there's at least one more coming out of each, and but Mission Impossible is more than likely, you know, probably going to have more. Uh, Whereas Top Gun Two, I mean, there's nothing guaranteed. We don't have a track record. There's just one movie that people like, but it's from the 80s, and you know, it's you know, it's looking back, it's not the best movie ever, but it's still pretty good for the 80s. Um, There's a really good chance Top Gun Two could suck. So, you know, this one here is guaranteed awesome. Top Gun Two or three mediocre Mission Impossibles, which, again, still Mission Impossible. You know, it's it's like pizza. It's still
0: pizza. (laughs) Um, Okay, I think I've reached a a thought on this. And and here, let me explain myself. I would rather have one guaranteed awesome Top Gun 2. The reason being that I don't think... Mission Impossible needs my wish to get three more movies. Um, I think I can just let that go as it was going to and they'll do their thing. I would rather get one, and I believe this next one will be amazing uh, because McCrory's back. I'd rather get that one and then them end the series than force it out too long and have them be mediocre. I think it's the integrity of the entirety of the series of Mission Impossible is more important to me than getting too many of them. Does that make sense? What a-
2: Right. But so what if it was, though, you only get one or the other. So you only get one top one awesome Top Gun, no more Mission Impossibles or no Top Gun 2 and three more mediocre Mission Mission Impossibles.
0: Oh, okay. So I don't even get any Mission Impossible if I choose Top Gun. Okay. well, in that case, yeah, I changed my answer. I got to have Mission Impossible. Impossible. Yeah. Even if it's going to be mediocre, (laughs) like you said, mediocre Mission Impossible is better than most other movies uh and top gun i'm not super attached to it would be nice if it were awesome but i don't need it to be um yeah as long as i get more mission impossible i'm going with that uh, even if they're mediocre i'm going to love them and then i'll just argue with people like you who say they're stinkers <laughs> <laughs> all right that was tough you know i got to say man you know how to cut to the heart of me this was a, this was a, this was a, these two so far have been really really good hypotheticals <laughs> After yet another rousing round of hypotheticals, let's get into a little bit of movie news. Quiet on the set. Can we please have quiet on the set?
1: Movies.
0: <laughs> so, uh, movie news this week is brought to you by Mathis Designs. It's our good friend, Steph Mathis. She's a graphic designer out of Des Moines, Iowa. All sorts of awesome stationery, uh, cool. Um, uh, invitations and, and different items that uh, have been designed by Steph herself. So make sure you check out the store. It's Etsy.com slash shop slash Mathis Designs. Paid. That's right. You got to pay for those. Uh, another thing you might be wanting to pay for is honestly one of the strangest projects I've ever fucking heard of. And it is uh, Once Upon a Deadpool, which I guess is going to be like a PG-13 re-release of Deadpool 2. With some intercutting of Fred Savage <laughs> getting the story read to him, am I missing that? So, is is that? Do I have that about right?
2: Yeah, that's correct.
0: Okay, so we finally got a trailer for this this mystery project. I'm assuming you've seen it.
2: Uh, I have not actually because I don't care.
0: <laughs> oh, you haven't <laughs> seen it? Okay, well I haven't seen it either. Um, so maybe we don't need to talk about it. Yeah, probably not. <laughs> Let's do this. Let's use this time instead to direct everyone to. Uh, the YouTube chain, YouTube channel of one Jared Buckendall at Jared Buckendall. And you can check out his trailer review. I know he's done it. Um, I know that's up on the channel. We're going to link to that in the description box. So make sure you go check that one out down below. Once again, that YouTube channel is
2: at Jared Buckendall.
0: A lot of cool stuff going on over there. He's already been to a couple movies that are releasing this weekend, um, and got those reviews up. So I don't know how that dude gets his shit up so quick. He's got YouTube Viagra, I guess, but, um, (laughs) Um. Let's see where to go. There we go. All right. Uh, check out the Deadpool trailer if you want to. Uh, check out Jared's review or trailer reaction. Definitely. Uh, not any other movie news. I don't think uh, we're gonna get into reviews, and we certainly have plenty of them. Um, I count five movies between the two of us that we will review. Let's. Um... I,
2: I thought you were. I, I thought you were wrong about the movie news, but there isn't any other.
0: <laughs> yeah. No, there really isn't. There's going to be reviews um, for the
2: next few weeks.
0: Yeah, a lot of reviews this, uh, this coming month, couple months, because a ton of shit is getting out trying to get Oscar consideration. Uh, a lot of stuff trying to break big box office, a la at least one of the movies uh, that we're talking about is really going for the box office more than the Oscars. So uh, let's jump into it. Let's go chronologically from when we saw them. So I think the first movie uh, that either of us saw was last Thursday. Seth, you went to Fantastic Beasts 2.
2: I sure did. Uh oh. <laughs> <laughs> um and now looking back after what I've bookended the the last how many days on, um I yeah, this this I can't look back too fondly on this one. Uh-oh. Uh oh. so yeah, Fantastic Beast of course picks up where uh where the last one left off. Um Grindelwald is is well he was in jail. He got captured, but within the first five minutes and probably what you've seen in the trailer, you know, he escapes and starts committing his crimes. Uh Grindelwald of course played by Johnny Depp who does a really weird uh, portrayal of Grindelwald. Shout out. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Uh, uh Newt's commander's back. Basically the entire cast of the the first movie is back. Uh Dan Dan Fogelman is his buddy. I can't Dan Fogel. Fogelman? Fogel Fogelman. I think it's Fogelman. He plays the brother on Goldbergs and I like him a lot. He's funny. Um he's basically the only one from the original cast that I liked and uh, I'm glad he's back cuz he's funny. Um but additions to the cast is uh, Jude Law is Dumbledore, and I, I got to say I really did like his Dumbledore a lot, and and I thought Jude Law played it off well. The the thing that that's kind of difficult too is like, and people are kind of online making fun of it is that Dumbledore, you know, from what you know in the the current or the you know the harry potter books and movies uh he wears fucking like wizard robes and like talks very
0: proper <laughs> and he's super
2: old and stuff yeah. whereas jude law's wearing a, a three-piece suit with fucking hair slicked back and he's not he, he doesn't talk very wise at all he's just kind of you know a cocky young dude um maybe not too cocky but he, he's he's definitely a little bit more loose with his words but i i would have liked to seen a little bit more playing it true to to dumbledore but what he's asked to do he does very well uh, so i liked him a lot and uh yeah, I mean Ezra Miller's in this movie. He's he plays uh, Credence. I can never fucking yeah, remember his it's, name. It's Credence, yeah. Okay, he's back in this. Uh, he's weird as, as well. <laughs> um, I just so basically, what I've been kind of saying about this is I liked basically half of the movie, which is uh, the half is all of like the Harry Potter lore stuff. So your Dumbledore uh, stuff that's going on. The Grindelwald uh, storyline was was interesting. Uh, he had some LeStrange stuff going on, but the Bellatrix LeStrange family thing going on. Uh, Nicholas Flamel, Flamel was in it. Uh, so you've never seen him before, which is which is kind of cool to see him and a bunch of Easter eggs involved with him. So that's basically what I liked was kind of like searching through the movie, finding the Easter eggs because the first movie didn't really the first Fantastic Beasts didn't really have that. It was just kind of setting up the 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 world that I really didn't care about because uh, the half of the movie I didn't like is Newt's commander and I can't stand him still. So. Um, I just don't. I don't think he is a, a lead for a movie. He is. He he would be a really good supporting character because he's so weird and quirky, and he's kind of got some some funny lines, and uh, he's got a, you know a little bit to him. But uh, he's not deep enough uh, a, a deep enough of a character, in my opinion, to to lead a, lead the movie. Um, and that's not to say that I, that I dislike Eddie Redmayne and what he does for the role, but I just think the character is not. Just not a good fleshed out character, um,
0: would you say he you know who he sounds like? He sounds like Melissa McCarthy in every movie
2: <laughs> um not every movie spoilers ooh okay, uh, yep
0: <laughs>
2: <laughs> but uh no yeah it uh I don't know i i I would have loved to seen i talked to Dan about this actually I would have loved loved if this whole thing would have just started with um Dumbledore and Grindelwald. If if the if the the whole Fantastic Beast thing not not be called Fantastic Beast and just been called like the Crimes and Grindelwald part whatever have you know your subtitles uh, have it be built about uh, built around Dumbledore and Grindelwald uh, maybe you can throw a nude in you know to to help out Dumbledore and that type of stuff but um, ju- be focused around that and not be the stupid beast stuff because it, it's just not compelling to me at all so um, if you're a Harry Potter fan I think you'll like it because of the the lore and all that stuff but if not uh like you i don't think you'll like it
0: (laughs) yeah i'm not i'm flat out not gonna watch this like unless you came and said that this was the next you know godfather i was not gonna watch it anyway i've had i don't know if we've been on the show and talking about fantastic Beasts, but i have a lot of problems with the first one and the fact that it exists and the way that it was executed and pretty much top to bottom all of it so i was never gonna go see this um but i'm glad to hear that uh, that's gonna be just okay (laughs) yeah I yeah I was reading a little bit about this too, and it sounds like they they tried to shove in a lot of, you know, a, a lot of that Harry Potter stuff, and that they even they even did a poor job of like doing it right. Like some of the mm-hmm. appearances by characters don't make sense with the timeline, and, and of course you mentioned the Dumbledore stuff, and just like it seemed just mm-hmm. like a mess, a messy job, which surprises me zero percent out of Rowling J K Rowling who you and I have had many a discussion about my problems with her. So I'll, I won't belabor the point here. But um, all that to say, I, I'm not completely surprised that uh, that this was disappointing. Yeah. Let's turn to the next movie that you saw. Um, so this was another one I think you saw this last Friday. And uh, we mentioned Melissa McCarthy a second ago. Um, here's hoping that she's maybe changed your mind a little bit with Can You Ever Forgive Me?
2: What do you mean? Like she's changed her mind like she can or can't forgive you?
0: Um, well, I'm hoping that you can forgive her for some of her past discretions. <laughs>
2: <laughs> um, well, I'm happy to say, spoiler alert, that that I do in this one, uh, mostly because she doesn't fall down once. So, <laughs> uh, um, so yeah, Can You Ever Forgive Me? It's uh, based on the true story of Lee Israel, um, who is an author who had early success writing biographies and then uh, kind of just fizzled out because she was, was more of just a very objective character and she didn't... or. She wrote objectively and didn't really put a lot of of her own heart or spin into it. Um, so she plays Lee Israel. She comes she comes down on a hard time because of her books not su- succeeding, and she uh, happens upon or she actually already ha- has some letters from famous um, authors that she's written biographies about. And one of the uh, bookstore owners who buys the her collectors who buys the the letter says, "Hey." um, you know, I can give you this, but you know, if you have any more juicy ones, I'll give you this amount. So, um, that's when Lee Israel decides to put her own spin on it and forge some of these. And of course that's not legal. So uh, there's a little bit of, uh, a, a bit of, uh, a, a not really heist-ish uh style but just kind of a you know a little bit of crime crime not really a thriller though just a little bit of crime elements thrown in a little bit with, with some comedy and some drama so uh of course stars melissa mccarthy and richard e grant who plays her friend uh jack hawk um he's <laughs> uh... <laughs> oh that's nasty <laughs>
0: Oh my that's god. His name, I, I'm not even going to say anything more. Just just You know okay. Keep you going.
2: know what's funny? You know what, what makes it even funnier is that Jack Hawk in this movie is gay.
0: <laughs> oh no. Oh no. Oh, that's
1: nasty.
0: <laughs> All right, we got it let's move we can <laughs> let's let's go on.
2: <laughs> um so he is he's uh he he becomes friends. Uh Jack becomes friends with with Lee at a time when she's kind of at her lowest she's drinking at a bar and she's starting to do this whole this whole uh forging stuff and that's that's kind of where their friendship uh blooms in the movie and and where it kind of takes its twists and turns so um so all that you can pretty much see in a trailer but um yeah i really did enjoy this movie a lot both both melissa mccarthy and richard e grant were awesome in their performances i could definitely see uh nominations for both um this movie I could see also uh, best adapted screenplay because this is based off the book Lee Israel wrote from her, um, you know, doing all this stuff, but yeah, it was, it was a very enjoyable movie. It took, uh, it took some turns, um, it, it took some turns in terms of the style, um, it has, it has a bit, bit of comedy, a bit of drama, like I mentioned, the crime part of it too, so it it doesn't always consistently stay on one one path throughout i mean there's definitely some good laughs in it um but just definitely some heart-wrenching moments too uh the the plot is pretty a a pretty predictable plot for a biopic um from what you could expect you could you could definitely guess the entire plot but it definitely doesn't take away from the enjoyment of it uh because of the performances and the story is pretty compelling so uh the the movie really works best though with with uh, Jack and and Lee um, at with their friendship because they both are loners and and don't have a lot of friends and and them coming together they're pretty much perfect for each other so it was pretty pretty cool to see that um, definitely would recommend this movie I think you're gonna see some some nominations and in, in different different categories um, I don't a hundred percent know I mean I could see this movie being nominated for best picture I wouldn't be surprised but I also wouldn't be surprised if it wasn't. Uh, but it, basically because it is a, a biopic and it's kind of got an artsy feel to it. And, and with the, you know, the writing and all that stuff, I could see, um, Oscar voters giving it a nod best picture wise, but again, wouldn't be surprised if it wasn't, uh, it doesn't make my top five, probably even 10 for the year, but, um, was, it was a good movie. I enjoyed, enjoyed it and I'm glad I went to it. So would recommend seeing that.
0: Well, I'm super glad that you were able to mine some joy out of Melissa McCarthy after all these years. Um, <laughs> yeah, and that's good. She you disappears know,
2: I, in the role right away.
0: Yeah, that's really cool when you can see any comedian do that, but especially one that's so just drilled down into a type. Um, to see them break that is is very rewarding always. So I'm glad to see that this turned out well, and I hope she does get some attention because maybe this will encourage her to continue to do that in the future and not just go, you know, fall down.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Ah, uh, very excited to talk this next movie. So on Saturday afternoon, uh, you and I were together in Kansas City, which was a very mm-hmm. fun, very fun couple days. And we went to see the new Steve McQueen movie *Widows*, uh, which has a, a totally stacked cast. Um, you have uh, Viola Davis is in this. You have Liam Neeson from *Taken*.
2: Um, <laughs> I was just about to say that.
0: <laughs> you have uh, the guy that played Shane in *The Walking Dead*, who's John Bernthal. Coral. Coral um who else do we have uh, michelle rodriguez is in this um a bunch of other people who you you know you're probably familiar with from having seen oh uh colin farrell plays a big part in this yeah. but we did have gene hackman uh which has been ages since we've seen him in anything and he was great that is gene hackman right
2: no it's uh robert duvall, robert uh, <laughs> duvall. i'm like what
0: <laughs> he was an extra gene hackman was uh, but we do have Robert Duvall, who has been a long time since we've seen him, seen him in anything. He had a very interesting part in this. So a lot of moving parts in this movie. Uh, Widow's based, of course, on the Gillian Flynn novel. She's the, the writer also of Gone Girl. Um, and basically the story is the um, there's a heist that goes wrong in the beginning of the film, and all these guys get murdered. And then the movie p- turns its attention to... Uh, the widows of all those murdered men who take it upon themselves to orchestrate a next heist um, to try to cover some debts and, and make some money for themselves. So kind of an interesting story, a lot of twists and turns in this. Um, I'll go first and just say I really enjoyed this movie. I think that it's 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 not what I expected to see. Um, you know, we went in kind of expecting a lot of heavy action and really more of a heist movie. This seemed more like a drama than a heist movie. Uh, To me, at least, Uh, I think it centers a lot around Viola Davis, who is incredible, as always. Uh, No surprise there. Uh, I was surprised by Michelle Rodriguez. I think she showed a little range outside of just, uh, aren't you going to be with your family? And so that was pretty nice to see. Uh, I really enjoyed this one. I thought that there were places where it could have been improved. I think that they chose to spend some time on some of the side stories. There's an election going on during all of this that is important to the plot that I think they spent the wrong amount of time on. I think they should have either spent a lot more or a lot less time on it. Um, but in general, uh, this was an enjoyable one for me. It hit me differently than I expected to, but it was still it's still something I liked seeing. Uh, Seth, what were some of your thoughts on this one?
2: Yeah, I definitely didn't like it as much as you did. Um, I thought the performances were really good uh, throughout, throughout the whole movie. Um, that that's really all I liked about the movie though uh I mean I didn't hate anything I didn't hate the movie um I didn't you know have a, a bad time seeing it but I just I think that it was kind of it definitely wasn't paced the best it, at some at times I was it reminded me of how I felt watching like Blade Runner uh 2049 and <laughs> just how how it kind of dragged along and and uh just didn't feel like it was feel like it was going anywhere at points for me um I also do think it, it it like you mentioned spent a lot of time with the side stories. It spent a lot of time with each of the the widows separate, and I thought the film worked best when everyone was together, when the widows were together, and they were kind of planning everything. Um, I got really interested in the parts when they were starting to kind of do some of their their undercover work and start planning things out. That that's kind of the last only really about half hour forty five minutes of the movie, and for a two two hour two two hour twenty minute movie or so. Uh, I needed more of that for for my interest to be uh, peaked, and then the, some of, some of the shots I just thought were a little bit too pretentious for me <laughs> throughout <laughs> the movie, and uh, it just kind of it it didn't. The movie never really grabbed me. I, I mean, I could have. For me, it wasn't it wasn't even really the lack of action because, I mean, even thinking about it, yeah, the trailer showed a little bit of it, a little bit of the action, but the, I mean. It would have been dumb if they would have all just come out blazing guns and, you know, mowing people down, you know, yeah. that type of thing. Um, but I would have liked a little bit more, a little bit more of just at least the heisty parts and some of the them planning things out and, and trying to work through it all together as a team. Because I didn't I didn't feel like we had a whole lot of that. So um, there were a couple of nice twists and turns. Yeah, I here think. And there, and that, but what's that? Yeah,
0: I, I, I agree with what you're saying. It's just and that's what I meant with like the, just the allocation of time to the different storylines was strange to mm-hmm. me. Mm -hmm. Um, and I think that this could have been, if they, it's hard. I think this should have, this is just the wrong amount of time for this movie. It should have either been quite a bit longer or quite a bit shorter, I think. And you either needed more time to flesh out some of the scenes where they were alone. I thought a lot of times you get very quick little parts where they're alone and not a lot of time to sit in those. Um, and it kind of bounces around a little. So I, I think you needed more time in all of those, to sort of get, give more weight to the parts where they're in a heist or take all that stuff out completely and just give me more heist. You know, so uh-huh. I just think it was just kind of a misallocation of content was the, the, really the only issue I had and I think a big part of what you're pointing at. I'm interested to, to hear you elaborate just a little bit on what you mean by like pretentious shots though.
2: Just a lot of like... um they they don't the, the shots will kind of focus away from the so like there's a shot where they're just following the outside of a car and you hear the the conversation um, there's a like a three minute shot on the outside of a, a dog hotel like I, I don't know just just a lot of a lot of cam like basically doing shooting the movie for the sake of of trying to be different um, and and try and be trying to be artsy with it as opposed to trying to really focus in on the story. Cause I thought for me, it took me out of it. It took me out of the story. Cause I'm like, this shot is ridiculous. <laughs> um, and, and, and it, I don't mind a cool shot here or there, but it just felt out of place for the movie for this type of movie, especially it felt, it felt out of place for me.
0: Yeah. I, I can, I can see what you're saying. There were definitely a lot of like, look at this shot. Um, mm-hmm. I, I can agree with you on that. Um, I thought that some of the shots, like the, the car shot you're referring to, I I thought was cool. Um, that one got me, it but... just
2: went on forever though. That, yeah, that, it was like... that was, that, that was an entire mo- That was probably like a eight to nine page uh, conversation of the script. Um, and so like it, it just, it just, it just felt like it went on too long. And I can understand that for, you know, a, a few, a few shots maybe, but that just went on forever. Um, and I, I get why they did like the dog hotel thing. Cause she was, you know, gearing up that dog meant a, a shit ton to her and she was gearing mm-hmm. up, um, you know, to do what she had to do. But, Uh, like again just show that real fast don't focus on it for 20 minutes
0: like (laughs) yeah your comparisons to Blade Runner are are landing with me now I can see some of what you're saying Mm -hmm. um yeah I I, I'm aware of and acknowledge those things I guess they just didn't get to me as much um Mm -hmm. as they did you I still found a way to enjoy this so let me ask you that I, I would recommend this to folks um but would you would you do the same or would you be a little more cautious with that recommendation
2: I don't I don't know honestly um I, I don't know what it, what I what I would say. It would just depend on the person, I guess, because um, it, it isn't a bad movie. Like I said, it's it's not it's it just kind of like with Blade Runner. I mean, it's acted very well, and uh, you know there there are people that definitely. I mean, I, I'm kind of in the minority here because it it's a, like 91% in Rotten Tomatoes right now, so a lot of people like it. It's just. Uh, I, it just depends on the person I think because there, there are things to enjoy and I did enjoy parts of it but I, I think you just kind of need what you need to know what you're getting when, when you
0: go see it mm-hmm. definitely yeah so be advised I'll still give a recommendation I, I'll give it the caveat the following caveat you're not going to an action movie uh, this is more drama and it does play out very slowly so you need to be willing mm-hmm. to sit in some shit for a while not shit that's bad but like you need to be willing to sit in moments for a little while and have some patience um and i think if you're prepared for that you may enjoy it a little bit more than if you go in thinking Mm -hmm. here's here comes some people getting shot you don't really get a lot of that so um yeah this is an interesting one i think a lot of people are going to react differently to this uh well i do know jared has also provided a review on his youtube channel of course at jared buckendall so uh if you need a tie break uh, don't you go listen to him before you decide whether or not to see widows uh, and then let us know what you thought hit us up on the tweets and and let us know uh, what you thought of this one With that, let's roll on Uh, two more movies to go. Uh, Like I said, five total movie reviews. Um, And I'm excited to get to especially the last one. But we got one more before we get to uh, the last one. Uh, And you must have gone to this, I think, on Sunday evening. Um, Yeah, I I pretty much
2: drove into town from Kansas City and went to the movie.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Oh, my gosh. Uh, This is a man who, Um, regardless of his laziness with TV, is dedicated to the movie review portion of this show.
2: It's true. It's Oscar season. So I got to get to him so I can win the win the bet again. <laughs> All right. So, yeah, this this movie is called and I keep wanting to call it a a, uh, a perfect war, but it's actually called a private war. Um, and, and my misre- misremembering the name is not because I dislike the movie because I actually really liked it a lot. But um, this, this movie uh, it stars Rosamund Pike. Uh, she plays a, a uh, name. I, I thought you were going to stop me and say she can get it.
0: Oh, she can. She can absolutely get it. <laughs>
2: Jesus Christ. All right, so yeah, so stars Rosamund Pike. she plays a uh, war correspondent named Marie Colvin. she I, apparently I, I, I thought I've heard the name before, but I don't really pay attention to a lot of you know politics or you know, war and stuff like that, so uh, especially like CNN, which she was primarily on. Uh, so I, I didn't really know the face, but I thought I heard the name. But she was apparently a very famous uh, war war uh correspondent she famously lost an eye in an explosion which you find out pretty or you see pretty early in the movie and that's kind of what I thought I was getting going into the movie was gonna be kind of the story around that and you know something important that happened there and kind of what the impact was uh for maybe like her career or uh, just the kind of war reporting in general, but what we ended up getting instead, and and makes sense with the the title, is it was way more of a PTSD movie where she's dealing with all that, but also still trying to deal with with her job and the struggle of um what the her job does to her, but that she also like really needs her job and and craves doing what she does, going putting herself in harm's way, and how it affects her relationships and how it affects um. Uh, especially just like people she works with too. So very, very interesting character study, a uh, very interesting biopic of, of this, this Marie Colvin. And I'm assuming they got a lot of uh, testimonials from people that she knows and, and kind of interviewed them and figured, figured, um, kind of worked their way through uh, what she was thinking because it is a very, very personal movie. She, so she's, she is no longer alive, which I mean, you would know if you looked up on the internet. So, um, they, they've had, they did have to go through, um, and probably find a lot of stuff and go through her writing and all that, but super, super interesting person. Um, the, the whole PTSD stuff was, was really, really interesting. And, and, really got me into the movie right away because again going into this I thought I was going to get a pretty pretty normal story and and I'm not a huge war movie person either it takes a pretty special war movie like a hacksaw ridge or something like that for me to to kind of get into it a lot but um, because this wasn't really a war movie and more of a character study I was I was super in right away um, because it is a character study it's mostly you know her starring her but some of the other people in that you know uh, Jamie Dornan who is the isn't he the guy from 50 shades movies
0: yeah he is I'm excited. Um, he, does he act in this? Cause that would be awesome if he, you know, acted.
2: He does. He does act really well. He plays her uh camera guy and wow. they have a pretty, they have a pretty awesome relationship from, from the beginning. Um, it's one of those things where they just get, get introduced. And then f- from there, you know, it's, it's a pretty, pretty close, tight, tight knit relationship. Um, Stanley Tucci is also in the movie.
0: Tucci gang, uh, Tucci, gang d- Tucci gang, Tucci gang, Tucci gang, Tucci gang, Tucci gang.
2: Yep, exactly, and that, that's the only reason why I wanted to say him. Um, but he, he 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 plays kind of a smallish role in the movie. But no, it uh, uh, p- great performances all around. But Roseman Pike, because she's British, right?
0: Uh, is she? I've I only ever seen her play Americans, so I don't know.
2: Born in London, England. Yeah. So yeah, she's she's uh, British. And uh, this career, uh, reporter, Marie Colvid, she was from like I think Queens, and she. She, they actually play some audio and show a little bit of video of the actual person. And she sounds pretty spot on to this girl down to the accent, um, down to like kind of the mannerisms and, and almost even the look, I mean, Rosamund Pike, of course, being a movie star and everything has, you know, that better presented and all that. But, um, even, even like throughout the movie, cause this movie takes place over like 13 years, 12, 13 years. And so they have to age her, uh, age Rosamund Pike throughout the movie and she, uh, you know, they do a really good job of of aging her as well and um you know, showing that progression throughout. So um uh, yeah, definitely an awesome movie. I, I, I was kinda shocked how much I liked it walking out. Um before I saw this next movie, it was my favorite of the movie movies I saw. <laughs> um, oh man. <laughs> but but uh Private War is definitely one I would I would recommend. I could absolutely see Rosamund Pike getting nominated getting nominated for this one. Uh she her performance is is outstanding because of like the whole PTSD and character study and aging and makeup and all that stuff they had to do. I could see this definitely being a an Oscar nomination. The movie itself, again, I don't know. Um it it's one, too early to tell, but two, it's not a hu- hugely publicized movie and hasn't gotten a ton of uh kind of talk or chatter. By itself, so I've seen a little bit from Rosamund Pike, but um, definitely would would one hundred percent recommend this movie. It's not a widely released movie, so you might have to search out to to find it or wait for VOD. But um, definitely check this one out when you get a chance.
0: I like this. This all sounds like good stuff. Um, obviously, maybe some trigger warnings uh, are in effect here for this one. I I don't know for sure, but. Uh, PTSD certainly not something to uh, fuck around with, but it sounds like it's treated with uh, the right amount of levity and uh, a good performance by Rosamund Pike. Man, I love her. She's just excellent in everything I've seen her in. Mm-hmm. Alright, uh, I for one am most excited and very glad that we were able to figure out time travel this week because you are fresh out like an hour away, an hour ago from this recording, you saw Creed 2 and I'm, I sure don't want to set it up anymore. Tell us what you think. Tell us about Creed 2.
2: Creed too. So, I mean, I I I don't want to spoil anything obviously, but I wish you had seen it because I I definitely want to discuss this with you. Um just so I could speak freely about it even if you didn't have the same opinion. Mm-hmm. Um but uh no Creed 2. Um I'm I mean, I'm sure if you've seen the trailers, you know the basic story of it. Uh Michael B Jordan's back as Creed. And uh he's going against Ivan Drago's son. Uh of course Ivan Drago is in the movie from what you see in the trailer as well. Rocky is back, Tessa Thompson's back as Bianca his his uh lady. So what what I'll say about this, um little it's a it is a little different from the first Creed just because it it has a lot more uh Rocky lore in, in it. Uh, I said a lore a lot, but a lot of Rocky uh ro- a lot of Rocky history is included in this movie uh, because of the whole Uh, Drago stuff so I I liked that um, personally as a Rocky fan and uh, going it it includes kind of stuff from almost all the movies which is cool uh, except for Rocky 5 that movie sucks Um,
0: (laughs) come on man you don't love Tommy Gunn
2: (laughs) but so that that I wanted I I wanted going into this. I wanted some some nice rocky nods and got a whole bunch of that. Um even more than than I expected, which was awesome. Um I won't say anything else. <laughs> um it had it 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 had really good performances throughout. Michael B Jordan was great, Tessa Thompson was great, Sly was great again. Um he, he gives another performance kind of similar to the last one where I mean, I wouldn't be shocked if he got a nod for supporting actor uh it's a very similar very very similar performance so he he does he does an awesome job he knows what he that's the thing is he knows that character inside and inside it out now i mean he's written him a bunch of times too he was co-writer on this one and you know it's 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 hard not to to give an awesome performance as rocky you know for him at this (laughs) point so uh but he does great Uh, a lot of some really really good emotional scenes for him um and then of course the the fighting (laughs) um whole bunch of fighting in this one um not really over the top like there's there's several uh different different matches in in the movie and all of them are done done really well none of them are like too long but all of them are done really well the thing i i would say is this movie is extremely predictable um you know what you're getting going into it i i bet honestly you could probably sit there and and name the plot out right now um
0: (laughs) i'll try after we're done recording but yeah i bet i can too
2: and but Honestly, though, if you think about it, you could do that with the first Creed. So, um, it, it, I don't think I, I don't think it's a bad thing at all because it is a hell of a ride. It's it's so much fun. I I I love I just loved I loved the movie. It, it's it's Rocky. It's everything I wanted. They hit all the beats that I wanted. The the only thing that was really kind of a negative was the music was a little weird for about the first half to maybe three quarters of the movie because. I felt like they were just forcing in some songs, like especially a lot of like rap songs that didn't really fit the moment. But then when they did play some of like the orchestral music, you know, your den den like, you know, the the classic Rocky songs. And then they put some really nice spins on those songs and they added in some really subtle, like there was almost like a, a an evil Rocky theme for Drago when he was on the screen, which was kind of cool. Uh-huh, cool. Um, and they did have some nice orchestral music, but it just felt like some of the rap music thrown in there was was almost jarring at times, which was weird. Um, but I was, I mean, it's Rocky, so I was able to get over it. Um, and and they did include, you know, your some of your classic Rockies with cool spins, like they did in the first one. So there's that's really the only bad thing I could say about the movie. That and and that again, that it is predictable. Um, but if you know that going in, and you know you're getting a Rocky movie that does take itself seriously, um, it it. I think that was probably the biggest concern going into it was how cheesy is it going to be with the Drago stuff. Uh, they play it off very, very well, and they um, make you make it believable why this would happen. So um, none of that, there's none of that cheesy, corny crap. Uh, not none. There, there is some cheesy corny crap, <laughs> um, but there's it's not like it's not the, the way they explain why you know, Drago and, and his son are, you know, kind of after some revenge is it's not done in a, in a, in a way that's like, uh, oh, come on, you know, that type of mm-hmm. thing. They explain it well. So there's that, uh, the overall story is just, you know, it's a, it's a very well put together, uh, emotional, actually one thing I saw, a tweet I saw was, um, you're you're getting if you go in expecting more of a family drama than a boxing movie you'll probably be more satisfied uh but you get some awesome boxing in it too so uh, it's i mean it's awesome i loved it i loved every second of it now uh for people who aren't rocky fans um this is i compare this to like like you said earlier about mission impossible i i you you'll love any mission impossible i will love any rocky movie <laughs> yeah, uh, even i'll i'll watch rocky five again someday i you know it's, i know it's not a good movie but i'll watch it again someday Um, I will love any Rocky movie, but this, I still think this is comparable to the first Creed where it's still a very, very good movie on its own with just a little bit more of like, if you haven't watched some of the other stuff, you might not get it. So, um, yeah, I definitely recommend this for anyone who's a Rocky fan and would recommend it for anyone who's just a, you know, a boxing movie fan too.
0: Have you thought enough about this to rank it? Does it, does it crack any of your high rankings for this year?
2: Yes. Um, so I, when I rank stuff, usually it's a, it's a pretty immediate reaction for me. When I think about ranking movies, it's how do I feel walking out of the theater and where do I compare it? walking, Mm. how I feel walking out. So there's not a whole lot. Some movies will stick with me later. Like a star is born has climbed a little bit because of what I thought about it later, but I mean, I didn't change it much from the initial place, but Creed is in my top five for the year for sure.
0: Wow. And you've seen what 60 movies by now?
2: This is number 59.
0: <laughs> God. So that is insane. Uh, and I'm 0% surprised that you loved it. Uh, and also 0% surprised that it's good. I, I've been very excited about this. I'm very, very happy to hear that it's not too cheesy. Because if you remember way back, uh, listeners of the show might remember, I was pissed when they told me that it was going to be Drago in this one. Mm-hmm. And I thought it was going to be way too dumb and cheesy, and they were going to steer and jump the shark. But uh, if you say it was handled well, uh, I have plans to go see this um this week so uh, i'm hoping to re- rewatch the first one and then go see this uh, asap so i'm very excited to get to this and i just i saw some photos of this and fuck michael b jordan is chucked in this
2: well think of him the guy who plays drago's son is even fucking huge oh yeah he's ridiculous <laughs> he's way bigger um and, and so i i think you will think it is a little bit more cheesy because you're not into the rocky uh, stuff mm-hmm. as much as i am there i mean there are because of again, the predictability and because they do a lot of nods to the other movies, um, the, you, you know, there, there's definitely some cheese there, but uh, the, the, the premise and how this all happens with, with Drago fighting, that's not cheesy and it's not done. It's not corny, you know? Okay. So it all makes sense and it's not groan worthy. So, I mean, go on expecting a little cheese cause it is a Rocky movie, but
0: well, I like a little don't, cheese, you know me. I love Mission Possible. Right. how can I not like cheese?
2: <laughs> right. But don't go in you know, but basically don't you you won't be disappointed by how it all gets set up. It's not it's not like a uh, you killed my dad, I want to fight you, you know like how you might think it would be, you know.
0: Sure. So it let me ask sense. you this. Um sounds like Michael B Jordan is good again in this. He's had mm-hmm. a pretty good year uh with this and Black Panther. Mm -hmm. how long do you think before he gets an Oscar? Do you think he's that kind of actor? He'll eventually get one or what do you, what do you think about him?
2: Um, I think he'll get one eventually. I don't see him getting nominated this year for anything, but I mean, you think, I think he'll definitely get one. I mean, he, he definitely dives into the roles that he, uh, that he, that he has. So, uh, he's very good in this, but it's not, it's this movie's still not because of, because of some of the cheese and, and it being a, you know, a Rocky movie, um, it's hard for to, for a lead. Um I mean Sly Sloan wasn't nominated for a lead <laughs> except for the first movie, you know. So um and, and I mean he was nominated for the supporting like last year and potentially this year, but um it's a little different. It's a little different there. So but Michael B. Jordan is awesome and I definitely see him someday getting one.
0: Certainly running some momentum now. Uh, Creed Two is the latest that dropped out or dropped today. Well, this this week. Seth saw it early. Um, but for the rest of us, it dropped today as of the uh, publishing of this podcast. So make sure you get out and see Creed. It actually, two. Uh,
2: release date was actually Wednesday.
0: Oh, it is Wednesday. Okay. So you probably have already seen it yeah. if you're listening. Uh, let us know yeah. what you thought on the tweets, the usual spots at uh, Seth Oat at underscore Cody Michael, and at Soko Show Pod. Soko Show Pod. I don't know my Twitter's today. <laughs> um five movies we reviewed widows fantastic Beasts*, can you ever forgive me a private war and creed 2 all varying degrees of recommendations man we're in the middle of a great great time for movies actually no we're not recommending fantastic beasts but um even so we're in the middle of a of a great time for the movies uh, we got wreck it ralph coming out this weekend um another one that that uh, folks are excited about along with creed and the good times just keep on rolling week after week so we're gonna have a lot of movie reviews in the short term but um
2: but that's yeah, it have, for today
0: we had five five big ones
2: yeah i'll have uh, wreck it ralph seeing that on friday uh for sure and then uh, i'll be getting to um green book the marsh ali and vigo mortensen very movie. excited for that one and then i'll be getting to boy erased the uh lucas hedges uh Joel edgerton directed movie so
0: excellent well another stacked week next week uh, yep. on the show. Expect a lot of reviews.
2: <laughs> and maybe maybe a TV corner next week if I have some time. uh got 4 days off coming up soon, so
0: Ooh, damn. All right. Well, make sure you come back for episode 70 next week where Seth will spend the entire time reviewing things. You know? <laughs> <laughs> really looking forward to that. Uh that's going to take us through movies this week and and toward the end of our show, but before we go, we're going to give you got to give you one more thing. But I'm down to one more one more thing have some cool news on, on my one more thing. So this week, uh, of course, is Black Friday and Thanksgiving. So the Christmas sales have started. And it is, I don't know if I'm just paying more attention this year or if it's just a great year for Black Friday deals because there is a ton of, all, like Google Home is on sale. Um, I got a, I'm getting a computer monitor on sale. Like all the video games are on sale. There's all sorts of speakers and shit. Like if you're into tech, there's a shitload of deals. TVs are on sale as they always are. They're always a huge Black Friday deal. Um, but there's there's one Black Friday deal that I want to talk about, and it's the uh, PS4 deal that's going on. There's uh, You can get a PlayStation Slim packaged with Spider-Man for the PS4 for only $200, which is an oh, incredible nice. deal. Uh, you can get that at Walmart, Target, and Best Buy. And... Uh, it was too good of a deal for me to pass up, so I bought a PlayStation 4.
2: (laughs) Oh, man. Welcome to to the good side.
0: (laughs) I'm actually super excited. Um, 69. 69. I I accidentally hit the 69 sounder with my finger. (laughs) Gross. Nice. (laughs) Nice. Nice. Nice.
2: Oh, that's nasty. That needs to be... That, I wish that could be the title. I, I accidentally hit the 69 sounder with
0: my <laughs> finger. <laughs> oh, that would be great. We would get fucking pulled off of the things for porn, guaranteed, just by the title. <laughs> um. So, yeah, I own a PlayStation. Uh, I can't well, pick I'm it up till Friday. I gotta go pick it up at Target okay yeah i'm uh i'm well, definitely glad to I have feel... you
2: have you here with us and
0: yeah i we'll see basically i'll be the kind of playstation owner who like only buys the triple a's and i'll probably get the crash series for that i know i could have already gotten it for xbox but i'll get it on playstation because i like the nostalgia of playing with the playstation controller
2: you can pick up the spyro trilogy um
0: yeah so i can flush it down the toilet <laughs>
2: Uh, maybe we'll have to get maybe buy some cheap copies of uh, like NHL or something like that, and play some NHL online.
0: Oh, uh, if you want to get get your tush whipped,
2: <laughs> that's what I've been asking for.
0: <laughs> oh my gosh!
2: Oh, that's nasty.
0: <laughs> um. So yeah, Black Friday deals. But folks, go to BestBuy.com, go to Target.com, Walmart.com. There are crazy Black Friday deals going on this weekend. Um, if you have people you care about to buy things for, I guess do it for them. But I only buy stuff for me. So um make sure you go check that stuff out. That's that's gonna be my one more thing. Uh Seth, what do you got?
2: Um my one more thing is more of a uh more of a warning or a, a, a precautionary tale for people. Um that uh, that precautionary tale is uh so this weekend in uh in Kansas City, we with, with Dan we went and his father um we went uh <laughs> indoor skydiving which sounds like a great time and and it is um uh, for 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 those of you um who who are well maybe a little more stronger than i am but um so indoor skydiving basically a big basically a giant giant uh glass straw in the middle of a room that blows air at 100 miles an hour and you get to float like you're skydiving and uh you got some uh some dude in there with you <laughs> It might not always be a dude. I don't know. <laughs> but uh, uh,
0: did you not recognize that guy? Do you know that it was Spider Man, right?
2: Oh yeah, exactly. He's in a tight no, that,
0: latex full body suit.
2: There was one guy that uh, actually did some Spider Man moves in the in the thing, which is pretty cool. Um, I was impressed by. Yeah, that. it was amazing. <laughs> um, but uh, so basically, you pay for pay for your your thing, and you get to go twice. First time through, uh, you know, went through just fine. Got through a little floating. I uh, kind of stayed low to the ground, which was just nice. And then the second time around, they they sell you on this this extra option for going uh, higher up in the air. the 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 instructor will go up uh, like twenty feet with you, and you you know you'll get to fly around in the air and you will go to the top of the tube, and it'll be fun, right? Uh, well, <laughs> it turns out apparently my shoulder is a little weak, and uh, about forty seconds in. Uh, we we're we about 25 feet in the air and all of a sudden my shoulder just kind of pops out <laughs> oh that's nasty it was nasty it was really gross and and uh so then you know I realize it pops out I'm trying to move because you know doesn't feel great and I float down near the clock again and I realize I have 20 seconds left of this so <laughs> I'm just fucking floating around a, a giant <laughs> glass straw with my shoulder hanging out of the socket and <laughs> This guy's flying me around everywhere. So yeah, anyone who's ever had a dislocated shoulder, apparently I didn't know I had one uh, before, or, um, this is the first one. Uh, don't do that indoor skydiving because you'll end up with a a dislocated shoulder. Luckily mine just popped right back in, which was, which was nice. Um, still a little sore, but uh, only been a couple days, so that's expected. But, um, yeah, watch out for those shoulders and uh, giant glass tubes.
0: That was tough too. Cause I did it too. And I was like, man, my shoulders are sore after this because basically like they're blowing your wind and your arms are kind of out. So you're kind of just hanging by your arms uh, mm-hmm. in a weird way. And so not like all of our shoulders were sore, but yours was the only one that was ripped off of your body. <laughs> <laughs> it was, it was, yeah, it was tough. Cause it was like, we wanted to give you shit for being a pussy, but then also like you actually were hurt. So we couldn't. Uh, but I'm glad to hear you're feeling better now. Uh, I con- I continue to be sore. Like I was in my plane seat on Sunday night and was like, man, I'm a little uncomfortable. Um, so I can't imagine what you had gone through. But uh, it was, uh, I had fun doing it. So I would just say, I for those who, who have shoulders that like to stay attached to them, uh, I would recommend the indoor skydiving. But uh, you got to be careful like anything else.
2: Yeah, just do a few pushups beforehand, strengthen up that shoulder. You'll be fine.
0: Good advice for indoor skydiving and other things.
2: Oh, that's nasty. <laughs> Jesus.
0: All right. Well, uh, Black Friday deals and ripped off shoulders and in indoor skydiving this week in one more thing. But
1: I'm down to one,
0: one more thing. That's going to do it for episode
1: 69. 69. <laughs> nice.
0: <laughs>
2: nice. 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 That's awesome, bud. <laughs>
0: episode 69. <Jesus> <laughs> I, I realized I was just staring at my computer doing all these sounders and forgot that I wasn't talking. Uh, episode 69 of the Soko Show has come and gone. Don't forget to subscribe to us wherever it is you may be listening so you get the new episodes every Friday. Uh, don't forget to like and uh, comment if you want to be a part of the conversation as well. Um, hit us up on the tweets at Soco Show Pod, at Seth O'Ott and at underscore Cody Michael. Don't forget also to hit up our good friend at Jared Buckendall for all of his uh, trailer reactions, reviews, and all that stuff. Um, he is also on Twitter at Jared Buckendall. So make sure you go uh, shout him out there. And uh, don't forget also uh, go out and buy some JB merch. He's just released some uh, holiday gear uh, from uh, such with themes that will uh, harken back to such films as Elf. And uh, Home Alone and, and things of that nature. So uh, public.com slash user slash jbuck902 is the uh, merch site. We got a link to that in the description box. So make sure you're checking that out. Uh, give some love to our sponsors as well. AudibleTrial.com slash SoCo for 30 days and a book for free. Free. Mike's Wood, Etsy.com slash shop slash wet if you want to get your wood worked.
2: Nah, wood.
0: And Mathis Designs, also on Etsy.com slash shop slash Mathis Designs for all of your graphic design needs. Peep. Indeed. Uh, once again, that's going to be a wrap for episode 69. This from Oregon is the co host for the Iowan so host. We will see you next week.
2: Bye. <laughs>